Dionisio at the plate, he's over to today. Swakowski, the big right hander, lets it go. It's right down Broadway. Dionisio lets it fly, and it's. Oh, it's raining now. Hello and welcome to another episode of Rain Delay Theater, the podcast where two bums talk about other bums at baseball games. I'm Jack Swakowski. And I'm Jeremy Dionisio. And it's here. It's our Cubs Convention 2024 recap. Uh, uh, We just got done with it a couple of days ago. Right now it's uh, Wednesday, January 17th. Uh, The Cubs convention took place last weekend. We're in the middle of the worst uh, stretch of cold weather that Chicago has had in 30 years, um, from what I've read, the longest consecutive deep freeze that we've had. So it's ironic that um, uh, something baseball-themed should happen during then, but uh, it's also a a nice little little break from the cold weather and something we've been looking forward to for a long time. Yeah, absolutely. It was, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it seems like it's kind of a given that the weather is going to be crappy uh, during the Cubs convention. Um, there were, there was, um, there was a, well, we talked about it last episode. There was a purported snowstorm that was going to happen. It turned out to not really be um, very much snow, but it was quite freezing as we found out Sunday morning for sure. Um, but uh, yeah, a lot of cancellations at the Cubs convention, but um, I know three people who didn't cancel that Jack. That's me, you and Nicholas, the security guard. <laughs> yeah, he never cancels, man. Yeah, yeah that's right. Uh, accor- according to him. Um, so this is uh, this is maybe skipping ahead just a little bit, but I think it frames the whole event pretty well. Um, at the beginning of the red carpet ceremony, Tom Ricketts uh, always comes out, and I say always based on the the sample si- the two year sample size we've had. But well, this has happened both both years. He, yeah, he he. I mean, famously uh, at the opening ceremonies. Um, the whole like, what do you got against the marquee network? That was that was at the Cubs convention opening right. uh, remarks, basically. Wonderful, so, yeah. yeah. So th- this it always seems to go over like a lead balloon. Um, yes. But but this year he comes out and he says, "We polled all of you, and you said the number one thing you wanted was more opportunities for autographs, and we've given that to you this year." Um, and I I just I I think that's just a, a ridiculous statement that. Uh, people were polled and they wanted more opportunities for autographs. That was the number one thing. Like, of course, if you poll the freaks that go to this convention, they're going to say they want more autographs. That's not that's not good information. If that's going to be your takeaway from the survey, why do the survey? And also, if like, who did they poll? Dennis? And that's it? Like, <laughs> You know, I, I have plenty of feedback that I could give, like more seating areas, uh, better access to food, a, a better, you know, better ways to seat uh, during the red carpet ceremony. But like, you know, that's that's what you're dealing with when you go to this convention is just thousands of people who expect everything from the Cubs and give back nothing in return. <laughs> well, I'll agree with that part, too. Um, I'll agree with that part for sure. Um yeah, I mean, uh, they said that the whole poll thing, like, is the reason why they got rid of the Ricketts family uh, panel, which is funny <laughs> that they they start they created their own uh, survey and the survey told them that they didn't want to hear from them. Um, but uh, right. but yeah, I do have an inbox. I do have in my inbox right now. I think the survey from this year's uh, convention. So yeah, uh, same. Yeah, so uh, you can you can add that stuff in there, Jack. I would uh, put. Um, 
you know, I don't know. They should just they should just put Tom Ricketts in like uh, you know, a dunk tank or like a tomato throwing <laughs> uh <clears throat> chamber or something because that's you know, it yeah, it just goes back to um to my friend my friend's dad who said they're going to have to face us. It's like, you know, the, the I don't know why the owner comes out and like it's just like it's just a public flogging. Like they they're just there to be booed and yelled at and um during during the speech jack i remember you said like i don't know if you heard what happened jack but like you said like what is he like you know having a short circuit or something yes um you know the cubs fans started chanting for belly like he was like he was like naming all the things that they've done and uh they were chanting for belly and like he he was like trying to like kind of like get past it like and he didn't really acknowledge it that much but um it was uh it's just awkward the whole thing is just painfully awkward so it, um yeah 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 it it, it sure is um and uh, a lot of the articles that were written about this convention um uh in the athletic and you know other places focused on how big of a part of the convention cody bellinger was um and even the random people we talked to would bring up cody bellinger to us uh and we we certainly met uh, a lot a lot of people too I will say there are plenty of opportunities to get autographs at this convention. Uh, if you didn't get enough autographs, that's on you. It's not on the Cubs. We spent the better part of two days getting autographs. Um, and, you know, we've got all that action for you here today. Yeah, yeah. Just to just to over over like view the whole thing. This is the first weekend that um, Jack, you were at the whole thing. This is only my second Cubs convention, but yep. If you recall last year, I I came on and I did my own like I forgot how long like forty five minute Cubs convention recap uh, my myself. So with two of us uh, in play, it's you know we we could be in for a long episode, maybe a multi part episode. We'll see how it goes, but um, but yeah, there's a lot to run down. Um, there was a lot of like. Uh, uh, double like like separate action going on where me and yeah. jack like you know had had a good amount of time where we were s- split up over the weekend so it'll be interesting i think it'll be interesting for the both of us to hear what the other person's experience was like because we didn't really we didn't really recap it you know one-on-one so um so yeah they'll, they'll, there might be some surprises for us as well but uh a lot to get into so um, I think the first thing, Jack, like, you know, I got there before you, um, and I was like, I did the, the, the registration and whatnot. Um, one thing that struck me as funny is I was in line. I wore my, my Cubs, um, hoodie, like pullover hoodie, not zip up, but just a straight up pullover. And, uh, it was, it's like a, it's the, uh, Cubs, uh, clock face. So mm-hmm. it's, it's set to one twenty. Um, it's like the cubby green, like the seats and like the basic, like, color vibe of Wrigley Field. Uh, my, my wife got it for me for, um, uh, I think, my birthday uh, last year, and I got to break it out, and uh, it was cool to wear. It was it turns out that it was too hot inside of the stadium, or like or in, inside of the uh, hotel, maybe because we were moving around so much, but I was, I was dying of heat this whole weekend, even though it was like zero degrees outside. But I was behind a guy um, who was also wearing the exact identical hoodie, um, and someone walked by, and she's like, Wow, obvious shirts is sure making a lot of money this weekend or something like that. And I was, <laughs> I was like, I'm not with this guy, you know. It's like I just happen to be behind him in line. We're both wearing the same hoodie, but like we don't know each other and whatever. So, so that was happening. But there was just, you know, as you can expect, Jackie already said that there were there were plenty of freaks there. Yeah, bunch of weirdos. Um, there was there were some cool people too. And like the the basically the theme of this convention is like 
when you're in line for these, um, for whatever you're in line for, autographs or to get the grab bag or the whatever lines you're in, um, you end up talking to someone for like, you know, a half hour and like either they're cool or they're annoying as fuck. Um, yep. so we have, we have both, uh, to talk about, but, um, but yeah, just, uh, just a bunch of oddballs. Um, um, I guess real quick, I could just say real quick, Jack, there's a guy. So one of the people that, that I saw there is this kind of older guy. Um, I definitely have seen him Jack at South Bend Cubs games. Mm-hmm. I would call him like the, like the, the auto grandfather or the auto godfather. Maybe yeah. he's kind of like an older guy. He's kind of tall and skinny. And like, I remember one time he was like giving someone, someone like asked him like, um, they were just asking a group of people like what the best pen to use to get signed or like the best uh, eraser to use to prep cards. And like he had, he gave out all this like information and it was like, he gave it out in like a grandfatherly sort of way. Um, And he seemed like a pretty nice guy. I've run into him in other situations. I don't Jack, I don't know if we've ever like been in a situation where he was there. Like I know for sure he, he goes to South Bend a lot, but um, I don't know if you've ever seen him or not, but he was, I spotted him in the Cubs authentic store. I ended up, uh, kind of checking out the Cubs authentic store while Jack was like arriving and getting his, uh, lanyard for the weekend. Yeah. And, um, the, the Cubs authentic store, like they sell all these like game used things or these team issued things. So they have team issued hats and jackets and I, they have these like pants, uniform pants that are like not authenticated, but they have like the player's laundry tag in it so it says their name and their number and um and everything and so like and those are like dirt those are like 10 bucks each um there's like lineup cards name plates i got like a lineup card last year they have game used jerseys and so you could imagine like right when the gates open for cubs convention that place gets mobbed because people are trying to like cherry pick the best stuff right sure and so there's just it's a mob scene i was in line to check out for like i feel like 40 minutes yeah, like dude, because was... I, I got there and you said, yeah, I'm in the authentic store line. It's long. And like 25 minutes later, you finally got out of the line. Yeah. So like I was um, I was in line waiting to check out and like you just see all these people swarming around, grabbing stuff, looking at stuff, picking stuff up. Um, I should mention that I got two pairs of uniform pants. I got a Kyle Hendricks uh, City Connect pair of pants. And I got a Dansby Swanson pair of pants that had like dirt marks on them. And they were actually like ripped up. Like they were like, they were ripped from like sliding. Um, so it's pretty did you, cool. Did you try them on? <laughs> no, I didn't. I did not try them on. All right. Uh, but we, did you hear that? We heard a guy in line say like he bought like a, like a Rizzo jersey or something. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, I tried it on. And uh, yeah, I don't look as good in it as he does or something. <laughs> And I'm like, I hope that guy was joking. I think he was joking, but I'm like, you freaking clod. Like, you're trying on these these clothes. But, um, yeah, no, it is uh, it is funny to buy just a pair of pants. But, like, yeah, I don't know. For 10 bucks, I'm like, let me buy these and just figure out what I'm going to do with them later. I could probably sell them on eBay for, like, 10 times that. So, yeah. We'll see. We'll see what I, what I end up doing with those. But, so, anyway, so the, the auto godfather um, – he was like he was he was there. He was definitely there picking up jerseys and picking up all kinds of stuff. And I look over at one point and um him and another guy are just like chest to chest. And actually the the <laughs> auto godfather guy was really just kind of like chest to this guy and the other guy was kind of like looking away. But he was like 
he was like bumping up against him. It was like it was like something that you see like on National Geographic, like two Rams like butting heads against each other. This guy was like pressing his chest against his other guy, and I can only imagine what happened was the 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 Godfather was like looking at some authentics, some like game used hats, and this other guy tried to like swoop in and like maybe start taking hats that this guy was looking at and then the guy got in his face he's like what are you doing you're trying to get in here like this i I got this cornered man this is my stuff i'm looking at it and like the other guy was just like kind of just like he wasn't backing away but he wasn't like engaging with the guy who was looking away but it was the weirdest thing it was like a silent fight and i feel like i was the only person again i feel like i was the only person who fucking saw it and i was talking to some like lady in front of me in line and i'm like whoa look at this and she's like, oh, what's what, what's this? What's this? And I'm like, it's like some kind of fight or something. And she's like, oh, yeah. And I'm like, yeah, people are going crazy. And, like, I, I said to her, I'm like, it's, you know, we got a long weekend ahead of us. You got to pace yourself. And, but, like, they got into this. They, like, butted, they butted up chests against each other. And then they kind of just parted ways. And that was it. And I'm like, and it, it was literally, like, I don't know, 3.30 or something. Like, or no, it wasn't even that late. It was, like, probably, like, 1 o'clock or something. Um yeah. So Jeremy, was, I, yeah, I probably weird. recognize the guy that you were talking about if I saw him. Yeah, um, yeah. That's a funny nickname for him. We should get him a shirt that says Graffin Ain't Easy. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, so, yeah, man, it was just it was just weird. It was just one of those r- weird things. And there was, like, hundreds of people around, but some, somehow no one seemed to acknowledge what was happening. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I guess as, I, as that was happening, Jack, you were kind of in the area. Yeah, I, I came in, um, and I actually talked to you while you were in line for a yeah. little while, but then it was it was taking so long that I got back out and I waited outside the store, and I got a text from you, and you just said, like, Glendon Rush sighting, he's, he's in a Hawaiian shirt. Um, <laughs> and so I was like, you know, I texted you back, I was like, uh, well, we should try to get him. You're like, you know, I already got him, but go get him if you want him. So I look around, and it was the perfect description, Jeremy, I just had to look for a Hawaiian shirt. Um, you know, and I found one and sure enough, I, I looked up at the head of the person wearing it and it was Glendon Rush. He's a big guy. I mean, he's probably six, four, you know, two fifty at this point. Um, so yeah, I got my card out, went over to him. Nobody was coming up to him and I, he, and he looked like he was kind of like looking around for somebody to sign for. And I, so I, I just said, Hey, Glendon, do you have time for one? And he's like, yep. And then I, and then, you know, he signed for me. His autograph is really quick and fast. And then I said, thanks. And he said, yep. And as I was putting the card back in my binder, like it, it was like from a movie, like he was Batman. Like I looked up and he was gone, and I have no idea where he went. And he's a hard guy to miss too. Like he, he, it's, he's a hard guy to like disappear, but he did. Um, but you know, there you go. It's like it's like with Ethan Roberts, like you and you last year, Jeremy. It's like I'm there for ten minutes and I already got my first autograph. Yeah, right. That's true. Yeah, I didn't think about it that way, but yeah, that was exactly the experience um it's funny he ducked his head into the authentic store which is how i made him and then um i saw him out there and yeah so i I texted you real quick um yeah so that's cool that you got him and like that yeah that's true yeah it was just pretty pretty snappy for you to get your first ink of the week no it yeah it it sure was um and then of course like it still took you about 10 to 15 minutes like for that line to to finish up those guys i think they were just like taking inventory every time somebody bought something but it was just it was just interminable um there had there has to be a better way to do that yeah that was brutal they were like taking down because these things are authenticated so like they have um hologram stickers on them so they were like they had a freaking write down like the number every time someone bought something. So it was just, it, it was, it was brutal. Um, yeah. I also got a uh, Michael Rucker 
um, spring training locker nameplate. Um, yeah. So that was actually authenticated, and that was cool. And I picked that up because I had ordered some custom cards of um, a bunch of Cubs players, including Michael Rucker, um, anyone who I didn't have for the weekend. And they got lost in the damn mail, so um, uh, I needed something for Rucker to sign. Uh, so so that's why I picked that up, um, you know, in the intentions of doing that. Yeah. Um, nice. And so finally, uh, you know, you got checked out, and we, we went up to, to the lobby area. Uh, and sure enough, like, who do we see s- storming up to us but Dennis? Uh, now, Jeremy, I realize that interacting with Dennis, it's sort of like that thing in television shows where, you know how when people end phone calls in TV shows or movies, you never actually hear them say bye? Um, or like, you know, when, when two people meet up uh, after having not seen each other for a few days or months or whatever, there's always a, a certain number of, like, pleasantries that are exchanged. Like, oh, hey, like, how's it going? How, how are your holidays? How's the family? You never see that stuff in, in TV shows. That's what it's like interacting with Dennis. <laughs> yeah. We hadn't seen Dennis in four months, um, and you and I were, like, ready to be like, oh, hey, what's up, man? He comes up, just storms up to us, goes, half the fucking team canceled. Morell, Gomes, Lancaster, fuck. And then he storms off. That was the, <laughs> that was the entire first interaction we had with him. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I did say, I said, like, <clears throat> I did say like to him like yeah I saw you know a couple people canceling he's like look again and then like, he's like chuck the app look again and then <laughs> I was like you know I saw like Lancaster and whoever else but um but yeah yeah he was uh yeah and then he was gone and it's like we then we were because we went to the lobby just to scope it out to see if we could catch some guys coming into the hotel to get some autographs and um you know Dennis like was in and out. And then afterwards, we were just thinking, like, well, it would have been cool to ask him this, to ask him this. Has he seen yep. this guy? Like, you know, what's what's his plan for this? But he was gone. And so I was like, okay, well, I guess, you know, I guess that's not going to happen. Um, yeah. Yeah. It, so, yeah, that would have been nice. Sure, sure you know, sure enough, we'll, we would run into him a little bit later. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, so he just left us in the lobby to go, to go God knows where. He went in the direction of the elevators. But, yeah, who knows where the hell he went. Um, right after that happened though, uh, we, we saw a guy just change, just take his shirt off in the lobby and change into a different shirt. Yeah. And you know, uh, Hey, why wouldn't, why wouldn't you just, just, you know, rip your shirt off in, in a lobby in public, especially maybe a guy who shouldn't have been taking his shirt off. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so the, I think the, the bigger scope here, um, is that we were having this discussion and like, we were thinking about like, so this is at the Sheridan Grand Hotel, um, downtown like kind of along the river the chicago river and um you know it's a nice hotel um it's uh it's um i'm sure there's other conventions there and whatnot and but it's just kind of crazy to think about like if you worked at this hotel if you were just a desk clerk or like a fucking uh concierge like a bellboy or something whatever just these people descend and swarm upon your hotel and not only are they there, but they're just like everywhere. They're in the lobby. So there's a lobby and there's like a circular, like the lobby is kind of circular. And then there's, I don't know, maybe like six or seven table, like, like couches and stuff with a little table, like a little coffee table. But like, even when we were walking through like the, uh, the bar area, there's like a, you go further in and there's a nice carpeted bar with a bunch of tables and chairs. There's just people sitting on the floor, like going like, like, right, like rummaging through their backpacks, like looking for like a fucking, you know, a, a, a candy bar or like, just like, there's someone like drinking a beer over in the corner. There's people just like, there's like a nice, you know, like there's like nice pianos and like, 
uh, furniture and like they just have their shit sprawled out on top like just like digging through like their cards or whatever their their autograph or their their balls whatever and like there was so they're they just descend upon this hotel and they just like take it over i feel like if i was a worker there i would be super annoyed it would be super annoying to oh yeah have this my my workspace taken over by these like heathens um <laughs> so like we were by a table and like this table this like so it was like a couch maybe one other two other chairs and like a coffee table and it was clearly just overtaken by graphers yes um and it was like there were graphers that we had recognized um there's some there's like a kid like a kind of a younger kid um who um he kind of looks like he's he was in like a 90s grunge band or something um for sure he does yeah he looks like a mike judge character from king of the hill or something (laughs) sure yeah yeah um like we've seen him we've seen him i know i've seen him before at beloit i've seen him in south bend he i feel like he does mostly like minor leagues but he i've seen him at wrigley field as well so have Um, i yeah yeah and he's got a buddy um who like some guy who he's with who's like considerably older than him he looks like a character actor jack he looks like the actor who played roger predactor in uh ace ventura um if you know <laughs> that guy but um uh he's been in a million other things too but he just looks like a just a generic character actor kind of guy um but uh they were they were posted up at this table and like one of the guys who was in their posse was this guy who like just like yeah like decided to just change his shirt like right there in the lobby and like it wasn't just like it wasn't like he pulled off like a sweatshirt and it accidentally pulled his t-shirt off with it like he just pulled his shirt off and was like shirtless for a minute and then switched it with like a cubs hawaiian shirt i think the very same one that you you got at the cubs game jack and 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 gave off to me like he just he was just like oh yeah i got to uh you know um i i just got to put on a hawaiian shirt man it's cubs convention you know and it's like Dude, just step to the bathroom and do that. Like, this is a ho- a lobby of a nice hotel. Like, but again, it's just these people are just everywhere, and they're just fucking like destroying this place. And then they they you know three days later they'll be gone, and they'll just be like their their wreckage in in their wake. So so yeah so um so that was like just a little microcosm of the, of that particular time and place um we were standing there and jack i guess so basically there's so there's a steakhouse over there shula's steakhouse yep um and uh it turns out that uh you know tom ricketts had a thing on like saturday afternoon where you could just go there he was going to be there for like an hour and a half and it was like you could just it, it was under the guise of that you could just go up to him and just talk to him or whatever yes. which i'm sure was not how it went down but <laughs> uh, he's like even in the opening even in the opening ceremonies, he's like, and you know, if you if you haven't got your fill of uh of the festivities this weekend, you can stop by Shula's Steakhouse, and I'll be there for an hour and a half having a beer or two, and you can yeah. come and ask me any question you want or something. Yeah, and he's like, yeah, I think that'll be a fun way to end tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, and so um, so anyway, so we we happen to see Shula's, which is right there as you walk in, and Jack, I I'm ninety, I'm still like ninety percent sure. That I saw, I saw a guy walk in who had like this kind of like uh, fedora hat or whatever. I don't, I'm not sure exactly what kind of hat that is, but um, the hat is a, is a trademark hat that Gary Matthews wears. Gary Matthews Senior. Um, and uh, so I'm like, I think I just saw Gary Matthews walk into Shula's Steakhouse. I took like yeah. one step towards him, but he was already through the doors at that point. And Jeremy, that like I, I saw that guy walking in too. I didn't know it was Gary Matthews at that point, but you know, it, it was Gary Matthews. Yeah, yeah. So he walks into to Shula's and we're like, oh man, he walked in there. Okay. Well, um, 
you know, we were like, damn it, we just missed him. But it's like, well, worst case scenario, he's he's going there to eat. So he'll be there for a little bit. And then we could, uh, you know, grab him because we both really wanted him the based on the time schedules. He was only going to sign at like the marquee uh, booth. Um, which is different, which is in a separate area from where all the the main autographs are. And he was signing during a time where we were hoping to be in line for another player. So it was it was looking like it was going to be tough to get him um, to break away during his time. So it's like if we could get him now, um, that would be awesome. And and just as a quick aside, Jack, I said this to you at some point, but it's like the I think the mindset of the Cubs convention is like get who you can get when you can get them. Yep. Yeah, uh, it, it's it's crucial to cross guys off your list because then you don't have to wait in line for them. Yeah, exactly. And it, it would come to roost later on, like on Saturday and Sunday. But um, at one point, John Lieber was out there. Now, we both got John Lieber last year, but I brought some more cards of him this year. I pretty much re-upped on everyone that I could, um, even if I got them last year. Um, so I, had a, I, had a, I actually had two John Lieber cards, and I saw him out in the um, – he was out like in the uh, out like by the drop off by the like the the driveway where you like uh, unload your bags and everything. And uh, I I ran out there and got him. That was I think that was my first autograph of the uh, convention. Yeah. So it was good to knock one out and get the get the ball rolling. And um, so yeah, so I ended up getting John Lieber. Um, but uh, but yeah, so we were like hoping to get Gary Matthews uh, Senior just to like knock him off the list. Um, yeah. we, 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 uh, he goes in the thing. So we're standing there waiting as we're waiting. Um, this guy approaches us, Jack, and, yep. um, he was wearing, uh, the Cubs, uh, clock face, uh, hoodie. Yep. And it was none other than the same guy who was in, in front of me in line, uh, during registration. Oh Jesus. Okay. So this is the same guy. Yeah. Same guy. I said, when he came up to us, I'm like, Hey man, like, uh, you know, I think we were uh, in line behind each other. And he's like, Oh yeah. So <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, the lady came over and stopped and said something to us, and you know, I was like, "It's funny that we were both wearing the same hoodie." And I'm like, "Yeah, man, it's yeah, it's funny. It's but it's good hoodie, whatever." Um, and so we started talking to this guy basically, um, and he became like the guy we talked to while we were waiting. Yep. Uh, and so he had this big uh story about how he he'd been to the Cubs convention for the last ten years. I think he said the first year he went was 2014. But he wasn't going to go this year. But his his wife really wanted to go to the Shedd Aquarium this weekend. Um, and she was going to do that on Saturday. So, he, you know, he had enough Marriott points. So he figured, well, like, if you're going to go to the Shedd Aquarium, then I'm just going to go to the Cubs convention the whole weekend. Um, but they didn't want to have two cars up there. So she was going to go up on Saturday and drive up. And he, he was just going to take the uh, the Amtrak up there on Friday from Peoria. So he lived yeah, in Peoria. Yeah. So he went from not going to the Cubs convention at all to taking the Amtrak up from Peoria and meeting his wife the next day. Um, I'm not sure what his wife was going to be doing like the whole two days when, you know, she wasn't at the Shedd Aquarium. Um, it was this very bizarre story that still doesn't make sense i don't even think i'm telling it 100 percent correctly yeah no it was just this long convoluted story like basically it was like she wanted to go up to chicago and he was not going to go to the cubs convention but then when she wanted he's like yeah well uh i got enough marriott points we could stay at this hotel for free and then she was like okay well i want to go up saturday and he's like well if i'm going to the cubs convention uh, i want to go friday and then she's like well how are you going to get up there and then he's like so i looked up amtrak and i took the train and it's like what do you, and then he's like, so then like the wife was going to meet him the next day. And it's like, 
what are you talking like what is this crazy story like i don't know what <laughs> the hell you're talking about man and it's like you're okay like so you like the wife won't just come up one night earlier like you have to take the train and then and then, yeah it was like a thing where it's like it was like a total like like 180 of like not going to like being in this weird predicament yeah um, and also it, yeah. it was still in the forecast kind of supposed to maybe snow on saturday so it's like you're gonna make your wife drive up from peoria in a snowstorm because you wanted to head head to the cubs convention a day early um right. and we should say that the whole weekend we kept seeing this guy like the next day too no wife to speak of um <laughs> So you 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 uh you said you suspected that it was like you know John Candy in planes trains and automobiles where the wife was just made up, but yeah. So the guy the guy uh you know so he leads with that he leads with this crazy story when it's like it doesn't matter dude you wanted to come to the Cubs convention that's fine so did right. we and we're, we're all here no further explanation needed no no. But then he starts telling this this uh, this Cubs sob story, and this is a common thing throughout this weekend. Like like I said up top, everybody everybody who's there feels like the Cubs owe them everything, and yet they give nothing in return. Um, and so he starts telling the story about how in 2017, when you know the Cubs won in 16, and in 2017 he was not able to get tickets to the Cubs convention because they sold out in like you know one minute. And so he's like, yeah, yeah, well, I had to get on the phone and yell at my season ticket rep. And I, I said, uh, hey, you know, you, you got to dance with the one who brought you. And it's like, dude, you didn't bring the Cubs anywhere, man. Look around you. Like, it's the middle of January. There are thousands of people who are desperate for anything even involving the Cubs. And they didn't even make the playoffs last year. The yeah. Cubs don't need your business uh, you didn't bring them anywhere. Like the audacity of this guy to say something like that is just, yeah. uh, it's just garbage. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, I mean, yeah, yeah, exactly. I just don't, you know, I, on one hand you want to feel like valued by the Cubs and everything like, and like, but like, what else do you want them to do for you? Like, yeah. yeah. Do you want them to fucking let you throw out the first pitch? Do you want them to fucking put you on the video board every time? Do you want them to deliver you a, a, a autograph, a personalized autograph, you know, jersey of Dansby Swanson? It's like, what do you want them to do for you? Like, because they don't need to do that much because there's someone waiting to, to, to take your season tickets. I, you know, I don't know. That's just the way that it is. It's like. You can't, it, this isn't like the, you know, and if you do like that sort of thing, then, then follow around a minor league team. It's like, I've kind of fallen in love with this, the South Bend Cubs a little bit, just because it's a smaller ecosystem, you know, it's like a smaller, uh, entity and like, it, it's pretty cool. Like that, that would be pretty cool to, to just maybe follow that team around. But, but at the end of the day, it's like a small team. It's like a, it's not perfect. It's not major league baseball. It's just a smaller fish. And so like, yep. I just, you know, yeah, I don't know what else to say to these people. It's like, you just got to have perspective of the, of your situation. Like I was telling you, Jack, like I, I consider myself a pretty majorly big Cubs fan, but you see some of these people here and it's maybe you, it doesn't make you feel like you're not as much of a fan, but it's like, you know, that you're not the only one who thinks that or like sure. who has a claim to being a super fan or something. So it's like, you just got to have perspective about all this stuff. And, and yeah. And then just the, the, the utterance, it didn't occur to me until like 24 hours later that he said <laughs> that he said, dance with the one who brought you because it was so <laughs> outlandish that I probably just glazed over it at the time. 
but like my subconscious like reminded me that he said that i'm like are you nuts dude like you cannot say that like whatever and like yeah and like there was another thing where he said like um yeah you know people were uh signing up for season tickets and they were giving them autographed balls and i was like well what the heck man like i i've been on i've had season tickets for a year and a half and they didn't give me anything so i had to call up i had to call up my season ticket rep and 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 bitch bitch at him about it and it's like (laughs) Dude, like, then cancel your season tickets and then rebuy them, you know, so you can get the ball. Like, I don't know what you want from these people. Like, you know, so they, by the way, season ticket holders get all kinds of bonuses and like special perks. They get like every promotion, uh, like without having to go to the game, like they just set them aside for them. They get season ticket holder exclusive perks. And even at the Cubs convention, they had season, they had season ticket holder only um, autograph signings and yep. like special like lounge areas. So it's like they are giving you free shit, man. So it's like, what else do you want? That's the thing is that they can't but bow to every single thing that these people want because they would never end because then nope. it would be something else that they fucking want. It's like, well, I should really be able to have a one-on-one steak dinner with Tom Ricketts on his dime, you know, he, and he <laughs> should pay for it too. It's like, if you want to buy, you know, whatever. Just, yeah. Fucking. I don't know, man. It's crazy. And like this guy, I can't believe the audacity of, of what this guy had to say. But No, it it's ridiculous. And yeah. the funniest part about that autograph ball thing is that he said when he first signed up for tickets, he got like a Rizzo and Starlin Castro autograph <laughs> ball or right. something. Right. Yeah, I know. It's like, you know how much you shouldn't be complaining about anything after that? After getting a Rizzo and Starlin Castro ball? Like, you, you hit the jackpot, man. Like, I mean... Maybe they could have gave you an Ernie Banks uh, autograph ball, but I think Rizzo and Starlin Castro is pretty damn good. Yep. So, like, I don't know what this guy was complaining about. But, again, like, it just, like, so he started – so we started talking to him. There was a little bit of pleasantries. Then he started going into these, like, woe is me stories about all the great stuff that he got but wasn't good enough for him. And and and, and at that point, I was like – I'm like, all right, I don't want to be talking to this guy. Like, I just, yep. I just don't want to deal with that. Um, and, uh, I don't even think we said the, the name of him at this point, but, um, because of all this, um, we, we deemed him, we called him the Peoria Mope. Yes. Um, so that was his nickname, the Peoria Mope. And we would, we definitely saw the Peoria Mope again, like at times over the weekend. Um, I will say that. So then like, you know, we got into this thing about like, Oh, oh God, there's too much to talk about with this fucking guy. Um, but he, it, it, came to light that like we we told him that we were we saw Gary Matthews walk in there and yes. we're waiting for him and he's like oh and his like eyes lit up his like beady <laughs> little eyes lit up he's like oh Gary Matthews that's my guy and he's like I've been chasing after Gary Matthews for years now and then he told this story too he was telling this crazy story about he's like yeah I came home from the Cubs convention and my wife was like did you get him and he's like not not this year honey and she's like oh you just can't seem to get Gary Matthews and it's like you're having this conversation about Gary Matthews with your wife. Like, <laughs> I don't know what, again, I don't understand like this guy's life basically. But so he was talking about how he's been chasing after Gary Matthews, trying to get Gary Matthews. Like I, was, I will say the reason I didn't get Gary Matthews last year was because I was just doing other stuff. It's like, if I wanted him so bad, I would have made the point, the point to be in his line and not someone else's line. Sure. So he's telling this crazy story um, about trying to get Gary Matthews. And, and th- at this point now it turned a little bit and we were actually kind of having some sort of like productive conversation or at least like something that wasn't a major turnoff. We, it was uncovered that last year that like he was at the Harry karaoke 
which happened Friday night um, and Saturday night. And, um, you know, Jack, I realized I went back and looked at the calendar. He must have been at Harry Karaoke on Saturday night. Okay. Which we were not at. He yes. said that, like, Bob Dernier came down and was having drinks. And he said Gary Matthews was having drinks. And he's like, Gary Matthews got up to leave. And I went over to uh, to him to get an autograph. and he, But he was, like, really, really drunk. He was really out of it. And his daughter actually came up to me and was like, no, nah, it's not going to happen. He's just, he he's not, he needs to just go to bed. And so yep. um, he that's why he didn't get him last year. And it occurred to me after he said that, I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, not come to think of it, like he had an autograph signing on Sunday that he canceled. And he's like, yeah, that's right. That's right. So that was like actually like a cool bit of insight that we actually got from the Peoria Mope. Yeah. Um, yeah. Definitely. Um, yeah. But you're right. We did. We did let him in on that. And, you know, we talked about it for a for a while. Um, he, he gave you that insight. And then after after that happened, he's like, "Hey, hey, like, I gotta go to the bathroom. Uh, if I give you this ball to get signed, could you could you get it signed for me?" Um, he's like, "And then I'll uh, I'll hook you up with something else." And you know, I we could kind of tell that we were both a little apprehensive. Like, we weren't sure if we still wanted to stay or not. Um, but like, you eventually took the fucking ball from the guy. Um, yeah, it, it and was, then it was just convoluted because like. You know, because you're supposed to get a baseball signed in pen. Like, yep. And I don't carry, I do carry a pen on me, but not, I carry like a gel pen these days. And like, so I didn't have like a, a proper baseball autograph pen. And, and I was like, oh, well, uh, sure, I can try, but I don't have a pen. And he's like, oh, well, and then he was like feeling around and he didn't have anything, which, which begs the question, what the hell was he going to do when Gary Matthews came out? And then, <laughs> Jack like pulled out a sharpie and he's like, oh, "There you go, perfect." Like, yep. And it's like, "Oh, you have him, have him sign with this sharpie," and uh, and so like, um, so we're like, uh, "Yeah, okay," because because I had mentioned to Jack that I was like maybe wanting to go into the line for the grab bags to like you know maybe yes. take a look at that stuff. Like, there's a whole room with like, uh, you know, memorabilia for sale or whatever, or, like just little giveaways. And he overheard me say that, and then that's when he said, "Like, well, well tell you what." Uh, I gotta go to the bathroom, so you stand and, uh, you know, wait in line for me, and then, then, when I come back, you can go to the grab bag line, and I'll get his, and if he comes out, you know, you'll get, I'll get his autograph, and he said, went in this whole thing, it was like, well, what card do you need him on? He's like, I got pretty much every card, and I'm like, yeah, I have this 86 tops, and he's like, I don't have the 86 tops, <laughs> and like, he was like, he was gonna, like, it's like, if, then why wouldn't you just take my card then if, if we were in agreement on that, just take the card I have here. Like, but, but again, it's like, that's the weird thing too, is like, there's some people who just want the autograph. They don't care if they actually get it from him. So like, I think Jack and I are both on this, the boat where like, we don't want someone to just hand us the autograph. We want yes. to get it ourselves. So like, we weren't even on board with that crazy plan and, and then he was like and you know it'll come and find you and I'll, I'll give you i'll give you the autograph and i'm like what are you talking about man like what are we so you want us to exchange information and then just like you know say hey meet me at the fountain at 6 6 30 with your with with your autograph like i'm just i don't know what the hell is going through this guy's mind i think nothing was that's the problem yeah um but yeah, he was. Yeah, it was just it was just goofy. He at one point he was saying like, "Oh yeah, I got season tickets." He's like, "You know, sometimes we can't use them, so you know, I'll I'll just give them to you guys." And it's like just you know if we exchange information and like neither one of us like reached for our phone one bit. No. Um. But uh, he wanted he had this whole plan where he was gonna give us his like 
extra tickets that he couldn't use from his season tickets. And when I say give, I I probably mean sell. But yeah, the, at, like you said, at face value. Um, yeah. And like Jeremy, you and I can go to games whenever we want by buying a ticket on StubHub for like probably less, way less than an actual face value. Yeah, we. That's the whole point is we don't really go to games that cost face value because we're trying to go like quantity here. Yes. So like it it, it, was, it was no deal for us. Like no. This guy was just had all these friggin' schemes that like it wasn't even like he was trying to screw us. He just like had these like completely non thought out schemes that somehow made sense to his brain, but like didn't actually make sense to anybody. Wouldn't actually like benefit anybody else. No. Um. But yeah, just um. So at at some point, and we can wrap this up after this because it's like these things happened all at the same time. But Coy Hill came in, and I think it was while this guy was in the bathroom. So we went and we got Coy Hill over by the elevators. Um, he signed. Uh, he he signed for us, but he he saw an error card. Somebody handed him a card that had his name on it, but he the the card was an error card. It wasn't his picture, and so he said, uh, "I I'm not. This isn't me. I'm not going to sign this." I forget who it was that he Alan said it was. Zinter like, was it? Alan Zinter. Alan Zinter, I think. Yeah. yeah. He's like, that's Alan Zinter. He's like, I'll sign the back. It's all my information. And then so then whoever had the card was like, yeah, yeah, okay. And Jeremy, you had that happen to you. So that's a that's a thing. Um, you, you Like you had it happen earlier this year. And so that that's a thing that guys will do on error cards is that they sign the back of the, the card, which is pretty cool. But anyway, we, we got Coy Hill and uh, we went back up to like wait for Gary Matthews. And so then this guy comes back. And then this lady with a kid approaches us, and the guy fucking gives up the whole plan to her. He's like, "Yeah, we're we're waiting for uh, waiting for Sarge out here. They, he went in the restaurant." And it's like, dude, like we're trying to be discreet about getting this fucking autograph. Don't tell the whole hotel that we're waiting for him. But anyway, the lady then says, "She's like, oh, Gary Matthews. Yeah, he's doing a marquee thing. Like, let me show you a picture. I took this five minutes ago. So you know, we've been waiting here this whole time for Matthews." Um, and he wasn't there. He must have gone out the steakhouse some other way. Um, so finally, we were, we were able to be like, okay, like let's get the fuck out of here then. Um, so we we just we, we just left. And this, it's, like I said, this is all happening at once. We were seeing a bunch of uh, people with press passes like walking around in that area. And the, this the, this is the day that they announced the Shota uh, Imanaga signing. And so you suspected, Jeremy, you're like, yeah, that press conference must be happening somewhere around here. Anyway, 15 minutes later, after we parted ways with the Peoria Mope, we see him again, and he's like, hey, hey, I got Shota. Uh, like, the guy, the guy fucking gets Shota Imanaga. Yeah. Um, of course. Of course he gets him. Yeah, yeah. It was... Um... Yeah, it was painful yet like fitting. You know, it, the only other thing that could have happened was that as soon as we walked away, Gary Matthews came out and he got yes. him, and we didn't. But it was even more, you know, comic than that. He got like perhaps one of the, if not Cody Bellinger, like the other guy who had the most buzz this weekend. That weekend, Shota Imanaga, and the the the, mo- the all the more tragic thing about it is that I had two Shota Imanaga cards on me because. Um, I had a hunch that they were going to sign him. And so I ordered a couple of his cards just in case. So I could have got him on card, which would have been amazing. Um, I think uh, as it turned out later, we were like walking. It was almost like, I feel like it was maybe shortly after we found out that he got him. We went into the uh, main hall and they were showing um, 
like they were marquee network was on the screen and they were showing Shota Imanaga signing in the lobby for people. And we saw the freaking Peoria Mope right there front and center getting his autograph. <laughs> so we saw him on this big 40 foot TV screen on the sidewall of the ballroom at the grand Sher- the Sheridan grand, like right before the Cubs opening ceremony started. I'm like, there's the guy he's on the screen getting Imanaga. Um, so it was just, it was just too much to, that was to, probably to on marquee network too. <laughs> that was the marquee network that they were showing. Yeah, yeah. So he was, you know, he got on there. That that's like, you know, that part in Forrest Gump when like he's in like a famous TV clip or whatever. It's just like, you know, th- this this guy. And the well, the real bullshit part about that was to before he went to the bathroom, he'd be like, he he said, uh, yeah, yeah, you know, because if I go to the bathroom, that's when Matthews is gonna come out. That's my luck. And <laughs> right. it's like, that's your luck, dude. You got Shota. That's your luck. Yeah, and he'll probably say like next year, he's like, yeah, you know, they didn't, uh, I didn't get a chance to get Gary Matthews, like. Rick, it's like, you know, what are you going to do to change that? <laughs> That's freaking dope. Um, yeah, so that was a that was a whole big thing. And, you know, we would end up seeing that guy a couple more times throughout the weekend, although although not in the same capacity we saw him on Friday. Uh, yeah, at some point after all that, we ran into uh, Dennis again. Um, Dennis was, like, outside in the – there's, like, a uh, – uh, uh, I don't know what you, what you call it, a courtyard where the cars can come drive up. Um, yeah. Whatever. And, you know, Dennis was out there uh, trying to see if any guys were coming up. And then uh, uh, he, he sees a guy, and some other graphers do too, and they start chasing after this guy. It's a big tall guy in a cowboy hat. And we didn't know who the fuck it was. Uh, we thought that, that he, like, maybe the guy with him was Napoli because it was a yeah. bearded guy. I'm not sure if that was Nicholas. I don't think it was. But it, no. was, it was all happening so fast. Um, you know, and uh, finally, like, this guy with the cowboy hat gets to the hotel and... Um, you know, he looks around and we see it's Dansby Swanson and he, he, he turns down the graphers and he just walks in the hotel. Um, and so, you know, Dennis is all pissed and we finally have a chance to talk to him for a couple minutes. And he's, he's like, uh, he says, uh, he's like, yeah, like, you know, um, uh, he's like, this, this is him- fucked up. This is fucked up, man. <laughs> like this, he's like, this yeah, is a waste we of asked- time, man. I'm never coming to this again. Like just complaining Im- immediately. Yep, and then we, he's like, yeah, I've been here since Thursday. And we're, we're like, you know, well, who, who did you get so far? And he names every guy who's at the convention. <laughs> right, right, yeah. Yeah, he yeah. got everyone who we would have wanted. Yeah, and then he, he says that he got Dernier, and he's like, yeah, he's not a good signer anymore. He only signed two. So that's, <laughs> you know, that's that's Dennis for you. And then and then once again, he just, like, stormed off. He was with a guy who was maybe his kid. I don't know. But, um, yeah, yeah. And at, at that point, we were uh, we, we got in line. Um, it was time for us uh, to get in line for Boog and JD. Um, so that that was the next place we went. Yeah, they were signing up at the marquee stage, just like last year. Um, like the marquee stage is by is in like a di- on a di- whole different level by the bar, basically like near the lobby of the hotel. Um, it's a smaller stage with just a little like queue, like a, a you know a bank a zigzag bank line sort of thing, and um, we got in line for that. Um, and um, yeah, we were in line waiting for them to get waiting for them to start essentially because we got in line a little early right after Boog and JD were to sign they were supposed to sign for a half hour and then right after that it was going to be I think Ryan Sweeney and Elise Meneker yep right after that so we get in line and um we're not so far back we're you know we're a little ways back but um we we get behind this kid um who's probably in his early 20s he said he had just graduated college so he was probably like yeah 23 or something 
uh, 24, whatever. And uh, we just started talking to him right away. And he like was not a, a complete weirdo. Like he seemed, he was like younger and kind of in the know a little bit, but the wrong kind of no, I think basically mm-hmm. it became very clear that he was like pretty immersed in Cubs Twitter. Yeah. Um, and just like knew all these like Cubs Twitter guys. Um, so he like, he's like talking, he was going to get like a JD and Boog bobblehead signed. It's like the two of them sitting at a desk. That's like the marquee logo. And so he was like talking to us. He's like, yeah, you know, I don't know where, uh, where I should have him sign it. I think right here. Like, I think maybe right here. And it's like, I don't, he's pointing like at the box. I'm like, I don't fucking know from your box. Like, you know, it's the bobblehead still in there. I don't know what's going to like, um, what to do. And it's like, you should have thought of this also before you got in line, but he was like talking about, uh, you know, what kind of pen, where should I get signed? And then I mentioned something to him. Like he, I, I don't know if this is when he, I don't know if he mentioned it in reference to his bobblehead, but definitely I brought up, like, I wanted to get this Jersey signed, but I was a little concerned because it's like it doesn't have like a regular patch number it's kind of just like printed on the shirt mm-hmm. and so he's like well you should ask crawley you should yep. ask crawley crawley knows and so for anyone out there who doesn't know or doesn't know cubs twitter crawley is like a season ticket holder guy and he's like big on cubs twitter and um uh yeah you know i think cubs twitter people know him like there's a handful of cubs twitter mainstays he's one of them yep but he's just a season ticket holder he's just some guy like Mm -hmm. and i doubt he like knows anything different like anything more than anyone else does like he you know i would be interested to like have a trivia contest with this guy because sure you know i i i'm not saying like he knows more than me or i know more than him but i'm also not like I think this guy definitely leans into being the face of Cubs Twitter. Um, I've seen him at shows and stuff. He was at the show where I got Ben Zobris autograph. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's around all the time. And I've seen him like at, uh, at Wrigley, like in his season tickets, but he's like talking about like Crawley and all this shit. And like, um, I feel like just referencing all these like really th- thin, like, Cubs rumors and like Cubs like inside information and like it was clearly becoming quick like it's like yeah we're not on the same page as this guy Mm -hmm. no definitely um and Jeremy I I had never heard of Crawley before this before this night uh and you you actually we actually saw him before Harry karaoke um and he had a he had a Crawley jersey on and um I, I think just in in a heated moment you had one of the best uh you know your best quotes of the whole weekend you're like (laughs) You're like fuck Crawley, piss on Crawley. Um, <laughs> it was just, it was good, man. Uh, I think you just realized like how absurd it is that this guy is like deified, even though he's just a nobody. And like you yeah. said, I, I, I was thinking that too. Like you probably know more about the Cubs than Crawley. There's yeah. no reason that this guy should have such a big following, and that like his word should carry any weight. Um, right. You know, and you know, as opposed to anybody else. Yeah, I will, Jack. I don't. I didn't make it at the time, but uh, Cole Wright, of course, name checked Crawley during the opening ceremonies. Oh God, I I didn't know that. I don't know if you heard him name check Bleacher Jeff, but he's like, I did, I did. Yeah, so right before that, I didn't. It, it wasn't clear in the room, but it was clear back on the broadcast when I watched it. And he's like, Hey, you know, we got Crawley right up in front, and we got Bleacher Jeff out in the back. Yeah, that's right. You know, we're ready for Cubs fans. Yeah, it's like fucking, don't fucking like reference Crawley. And then I was also watching like. <laughs> I was watching uh, um, the feed from like one of the panels. I think it was like the Jed Hoyer 
um, Carter Hawkins press conference or like like uh, panel, and Crawley asked some kind of question, and like he like cracked the audience, like the audience was like cracking up. I don't, I don't, I didn't even hear what he said, but I'm sure it was something that he thought was clever or something. Yeah, like zinged Jed Hoyer or something. But yeah, I, I'll reiterate my statement: piss on Crawley. <laughs> no, that's great. Um, yeah, one more annoying thing about this Cubs Twitter kid: what uh, Ian Happ walked by the line. Um, you know, as we were waiting and you said, like, just to me, you're like Ian Happ. And, you know, I, I had seen him too, but then without even looking, the kid just goes, Happer! Um, yeah. which, which was a, a flashback to every time we've been at the visiting team's uh, bus and like some fucking idiot just screams the name of the guy that's coming for no reason. And um, I wouldn't say, I would say it's definitely worse than that because at least in, the, in that setting, everyone is behind fucking a barricade. This yes. is like Ian Happ is just walking through a, a lobby of a hotel where there's thousands of people surrounding him. So like you yell Happer and like the guy is liable to get fucking trampled. And it's <laughs> like, yeah, that would be great if like he fucking tore a ACL because this idiot yelled Happer and then he was just mobbed by stupid Cubs fans. So yes, what a um, just, what is just a fucking horrible knee jerk reaction like to have where it's like, Someone says, oh, hey, uh, there's a Mark Grace. Hey, Gracie, what's up? It's like, fucking control your instincts, dude. Like, what the hell? No, it was was bad. And then he had one more dumb story about how when Purdue beat Northwestern, like, two years ago, (laughs) (laughs) number one Purdue beat Northwestern, like, Northwestern beat Purdue uh, in, you know, in Northwestern. Like, he somehow got the game ball. Um, and he's like, yeah, yeah. You know, I just, I tell everyone that story. It, Cause like, we didn't really react to it or think it was particularly cool. No. Probably because if the ball isn't authenticated, then it's like, who fucking, this is just a basketball dude. Nobody cares. Nobody remembers that game. That Purdue team got knocked out in the first round by fucking, what was it? Farley Dickinson or some team oh, like, yeah. you know, nobody fucking cares, dude. Um, so yeah, whatever. So he was, he was there. And when we, we, whatever, so we get JD, we get Boog, we go back in line to get Ryan Sweeney and Elise Meneker. Uh, the guy in front of us then, he was talking to us about some stuff too. I don't know, whatever. He, it, it was, pre, it was pre, pretty forgettable. I would end up running into this guy again a little bit later when I would get in line for Fergie Jenkins, but the guy wasn't bad or anything. But he gets up to get Elise Meneker's autograph. So we, he gets Ryan Sweeney, whatever. You get, like, the way that booth was set up, you would get him first, and then you get Elise. Um, so he, he, he gets like, he, he stands in front of Elise and he just starts talking like, and Elise Meneker, she's, she's somebody who's on the marquee network, whatever. Um, Jeremy, I don't know if she, she, does she do pre and post game? She does pre and post game. She's a sideline reporter as well. She, yeah, I actually appreciate Elise Meneker because she, she definitely knows like baseball, like, and so when she gives like insight, when she gives like her sideline reports, she actually has like some insight, like Taylor, uh, McGregor, who's like the main sideline person, will just tell stories and like report like the the info. But like at least Meneker actually like knows like baseball stuff, like knows like pitches and stuff. Sure. So, and she's she's I think she's called some like Iowa Cubs games and stuff. So she actually like knows her stuff, uh, which I I yeah I I that was that was the one thing I had to say to her. Um, nice. But uh, but yeah, these other guys um, yeah. were just did again just don't know how to. Uh, like handle themselves around like women in general, I think. <laughs> yes. No. So, so these guys and this, this guy in front of us wasn't the first guy to do it, but 
he sets all of his stuff down and then he just like you know he steps back and he holds his camera up and he just takes a picture of her he's yeah. not in the picture or anything no. he just takes a picture of her and of course she's you know being she's a good sport about it so she smiles for the picture but it's very weird for an adult man to just like take a picture of uh of you know a good looking woman because it's like yeah. you know I think you know what he's gonna do with that picture. So <laughs> it's like I let me Jack if I may like it's <clears throat> it's like if you walked up if you were walking down the street and you saw like you know someone's spilled like a whole like you know meal of food on the sidewalk you would just walk up to it take a picture of it and then like go show your friends later or something like it was just very like cold and like distant he just pointed his phone at the at a living woman take a took a picture of her and just like moved on with his day it's yeah. like that was that seems like a violation like it to does. do that yeah no for sure and then you know he goes in to get the autograph and he's like hey he's like yeah i i'm in sales so uh you know i'm always driving around and i listen to you on the score and you know i really appreciate it it's like, dude, she doesn't care that you're that you work in sales, man. Like, she just gave autographs to fifty people. Like, you're 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 twenty five years older than her. You're old enough to be her dad, and like, you're telling her that you're in sales and like you drive around. Like, she doesn't care about this story, dude. You, you just just get the autograph and go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, that's yeah. And I don't, I don't. Yeah, that I, I don't know. I mean. I guess I get what he's saying, but I'm like, yeah, it just doesn't. Uh, I don't know how that's gonna cut through the the din of everything. Um, <clears throat> Jack, there were there there were definitely at least two guys who we saw in line who just took that like cold picture of her. Yes, like with just with no like completely disembodied just random picture of her, and that yep. was only while we were in line. Like she did another whole signing later on, and at least one, maybe two more signings, and it's like I can only imagine. Uh, but yep. it was just, yeah, it was, um, <clears throat> it was weird. So, um, pretty much right after that, um, I think we actually maybe went to the lobby one more time just to kind of like, you know, scope out things. But yeah. then we, then we went up to the, uh, the ballroom for the, uh, opening ceremonies. We did. Um, uh, yeah, Jeremy, there wasn't a, there weren't a lot of seats available. Um, this is one of yeah. the things I set up top is just the, their way of doing the seating arrangements for this is kind of dumb because apparently you can save seats for people. Um, I know they should have maybe, people seating people like because yes yeah it's just it is annoying for sure because like I know that there were empty seats there like that people yep. would just like see people would sit down and maybe leave a buffer seat and then it gets so they're so it's so packed in there that you don't even see the buffer seat it is annoying because like it's just it was just two of us and like <clears throat> we couldn't get a seat and we nope. had to stand for the, in the back for the for the whole thing and so uh, it was kind of annoying. Um, but, uh, but yeah, last year we did get seats because we kind of like cut it. We kind of like, we went in there a little earlier. We did. Um, and it was, it was kind of a bummer because like we had, at this point we had been on our feet for like six hours maybe, yes. you know? Like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we got there at noon and it was, it was getting on 6 PM. Yeah. So it would have been nice to sit down at least for, even for like 20 minutes, half hour. Yep. Um, but, uh, we ended up standing and getting kind of squished in, um, 
but uh, but yeah, so we were there for a little bit. Um, turns out we would both end up leaving early because there was a there were signings uh, afterwards. Um, so we can get into that, but uh, but yeah, so Ricketts comes out and introduces the Hall of Famers, and then they turn it over to Cole Wright, and Cole Wright for the second year in a row is the MC of this event. I yep. guess MC, I guess you can use that term. He was <laughs> up there talking, um, and you know we we kind of covered it last year. Um, just like all the Cole Wright isms, just like the ridiculous shit that he was saying. Um, <clears throat> and you know, you can, you can only take so, you can only talk about it so much because it's every single guy he introduces. He says something goofy and weird. Yep. Um, just a couple of the things that I like just made note of. So Ryan Dempster, he introduces Ryan Dempster and he goes, um, he goes like, all right, here, this next guy is the Cubs. The, the, the cub with the most wins for Canadian, uh, except for Fergie Jenkins, Ryan Dempster. <laughs> and it's like, why would you like, it's, that is like one thing that is super clear as a Cubs fan that Ryan, that Fergie Jenkins is one of the most winningest pitchers. And I think he is the most winningest pitcher in franchise history. And he's Canadian. It's like, that is not a secret. So like, why would you say that Ryan Dempster, why would you even go that angle? Like you could say anything about him. Like this guy should have been on Saturday night live. He does a, a cracker Jack Harry Carey impersonation, Ryan Dempster. Yep. It's like, why would you go to the Canadian pitcher angle? It's like, makes no sense. Um, then, uh, uh, they're introducing like the alums and like Bob Dernier came out, Justin Grimm comes out and he's like, Hey, this is the first guy who's wearing a hat, Justin Grimm. <laughs> and not only is that the most asinine thing that you could say, like he's wearing a hat. Here's the guy wearing a hat, Justin Grimm. It's like, there's a million other things you could have said about the guy, but I made a note. He, he came out right after Bob Dernier. Bob Dernier was wearing a hat. <laughs> so I, didn't, he go- I didn't catch that. Yeah. So he goes, he goes, this is the first guy wearing a hat, Justin Grimm, a, b- a baseball hat. Because I think, like, at the time he looked and he saw that Bob Dernier had just walked out and was wearing, a like, a newsboy hat or whatever. And so he's like, <laughs> uh, first guy wearing a hat, uh, a b- baseball hat, baseball hat. Like, so he, like, had to clarify his stupid thing about Justin Grimm. So there you go. Then um, JD comes out and uh, he's like, all right, this guy, you know, you know him as JD, but his birth certificate says James Deshaies. Jim Deshaies, come out here. And it, and it's, like, so fucking clunky. Like, it, it, it's so clunky, it makes no sense. We don't even know if his, like, legal name is James. You know, no. I mean, he, and who cares what his birth certificate says? Like, why are you even clear? Why were you adding that? It's already JD and Jim Deshaies. Why are you bringing in James Deshaies? And, Jack, the, like, the, if that wasn't bad enough, there was another guy later on. I think it was one of the prospects. He did the same line. He it was like, you know, BD's coming out. His birth certificate says Brennan Davis. Come on oh, out here, Brennan. Oh god. He said the same thing. Like it's crazy. <laughs> now I know that Cole Wright. I know that it's not an easy job to MC this, and he's he's introducing like seventy guys or something. There's a yeah. lot of guys, but it's like, dude, like, it, unless you know that you're gonna nail it, just write some fucking notes. Just write some cards like for each guy. Sure. I mean, off the top of my head for Justin Grimm, like, I'd say, like, yeah, this guy threw a big double play ball in the 2016 World Series. Because he did, didn't he? Was it the World Series he threw a double play ball? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, like, no, I mean, mean, just say the Grim Reaper. It's like, hey, you know, uh, for whom the bell tolls, 
everyone's going to meet the Grim Reaper sometime, but here he comes right now, Justin Grimm, you know, like, whatever, man, whatever, like, just something, and don't use the birth certificate line twice, man, (laughs) good God, it was, it was just painful, so, I don't know, I'm conflicted, Jack, as a Cubs fan, I'm conflicted about the opening ceremonies and all the panel stuff in general, because, Listen, I'm a Cubs fan. I would I would sit there and watch a panel for an hour about the 84 Cubs. Like they had sure. a panel on Saturday where they had key members of the 84 Cubs talk about that season. I would love to watch that, but you if you're committed to the autographs, you don't get a chance to watch any of the panel stuff. The only thing you no. get to watch is the opening ceremonies and then there's these secret signings right afterwards. And last year we tried to watch the whole thing and then do the signings and the lines were already out the door. Yes. So, you know, it was a lost cause. So like um Jack, you 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 cut out early, but I cut out at like six forty-five, like right around when the time they introduced Justin Steele. So they do the alums, they do the prospects, and they do the the forty man, and they go in alphabetical order. So I stood there, I stayed there until at the S's, and I left after Steele because I kind of knew the rest what was going on. Yeah, uh, the last guys they announced were like the Hall of Famers and like the the classic Cubs, but. Um, I was I got in line for for um, for the secret signings, but uh, but yeah, so so it's it seems kind of like sacrilegious to leave that thing early, but this year in particular, I, I chose to like you know go for the secret signings. For sure, Jeremy, and, and you know me not being a Cubs fan, uh, yeah, I bailed a little earlier than you did. I I, I bailed right af right when they started announcing the prospects. I think so. They announced all of the alums, yeah. and then I was like, all right, I'm I'm out of here. That was about six twenty six twenty five. I will say, Jack, the alums are probably the best guys to see for all that. Like for me, yep. I will say the 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 guys who I'm least interested in seeing is the current roster, just because yes. you see them every day. Like it's cool to see the alums. Uh, those are the guys that I'm most excited about anyway. And it's cool to see the prospects because you don't necessarily get to see them that often. And they're the most probably like excited about the whole thing. Yep. Um, and then like s- seeing the 40 man, it's kind of just like, Oh, you see, you see these guys every, every day. So that yep. was probably the least important part. No, for sure. And, and with the alums too, it, it can help you make a guy. If you, um, you know, if you didn't already know, like kind of what he looked like in that state, like that, that's one of the reasons I made Bob Dernier on Sunday um, or was it Saturday? I, I we'll get to it later. But um, anyway, uh, yeah, it can be helpful. But uh, one one thing that sucked about where we were standing too was uh, the you know the longer this thing went on, the more people got packed into that arena, and it was like or into that uh, convention hall. Yeah, and it, it was just like uh, you know it was hard to get out of there because the standing room was also completely filled to the back of the room. Um, yeah. It was just a very uncomfortable ex- experience. But we were like the got, first row of the standing room, basically. Yes. Um, so I got out of there and because I wanted Fergie because he was doing the same signing he was doing last year. It was at 7 p.m. right after the right after the whole uh, ceremony ended. So I got down there and there were already a lot of people in the line. Um, and so the marquee lady who was helping out, like usher the line, was like, "All right." She started with me and she's like, "I need a." She's like, I need space for people to be able to walk through because the line was kind of like blocking the, the, the way that you would walk towards the lobby. Um, it was just blocking the whole hallway. So she set me up behind this like big pole. You probably know like the pole I'm talking about. Yeah, it's like, like right, right. Yeah. So like she set me up. Yeah. She set me up right in front of there. And like I was standing right in front of this pole and then people started lining up behind me. 
Um, and so the, the sales guy was like two behind me. There was a woman directly behind me. And the three of us kind of just started talking about, about stuff, getting autographs, whatever. Um, the lady was nice too. And she, at one point she was like, oh, you know who I love? Cause like Patrick wisdom came out. She's like, I love him. He's so good with kids. And like, we, we would see that a little bit, a little bit later, but, Jack, um, wasn't that the same girl who like we saw at, at the, co- at the corral one time, like she like showed up and she had like a baseball hat on. It, it might, it might've been like, we, we may have seen her before it, 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 it wouldn't surprise me, but, um, uh, yeah, so she, you know, so the three of us were like just kind of talking and, you know, a bunch of people got in line behind us. And at one point, this like 20 year old kid just like is there. He just, he just materialized. And he, he was, he was clearly like with his body language, he was trying to like keep his shoulders down. Um, and he, he was almost like trying to hide behind the three of us. Like he, he wanted to skip the line clearly, but I, I think he wanted to be discreet about it. And it kind of, it kind of pissed me off a little bit, but like I you know I let it go. I think if you had been there, um, I, I would have like called him out on it, or we would have called him out on it. But like, if I would have called him out on it, and these two people wouldn't have backed me up on it, it's like, well, did it really happen? Then did he really skip <laughs> if nobody else saw it? Um, so I just let it go. But then, uh, so Fergie was late to the signing too. He showed up at about quarter after seven because he was still at the at the ceremony, and it, it took him a while to get down. Maybe he got caught up talking to somebody. Anyway, he was very late. He was fifteen minutes late to the signing. So uh, eventually, like he he starts signing, and he's chatty too. So he's taking a long time with everyone. And keep in mind, we 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 had we were in that line last year, and we missed him by like five people. He yeah. stopped signing, and so he's taking a freaking long time. And eventually, that one of the marquee ushers is like, "Yeah, he'll be he'll sign till 7:45, and then he's done." And I was like, "Okay, 7:45, uh, I got time." Well, it got pretty tense. It was about 7:40, and he still had like, you know, maybe a dozen people to go before he got to me. And so this this 20 year old kid who had tried to skip, he uh he started he started to try to like go, uh, go to the my direct left side. Like you, you could tell that he was trying to uh pass me but like but he was trying to be slow about it he was trying to pass me so slowly that like i wouldn't notice but of course i freaking noticed so what i started doing was i i I would step in front of him almost like i was trying to box him out like for a rebound um and then he would go to the other side and then i would step in front of the other side (laughs) and you know at some point i wanted to just be like hey dude you are not in front of me. Like, you were not in front of me. But I also didn't want to be, like, one of those guys who starts a fight at yeah. Cubs convention. Um, and, like, <laughs> I also didn't want to get kicked out of line. So I just kept doing this, and I was very obvious about it. Um, and, you know, at, like, 7.43, I got Fergie, which was which was cool. But this guy was trying to skip me, man. Like, he was totally trying to skip me. <laughs> and it's like, that's not right, dude. It's not right. Yeah, man. I mean, uh, yeah, you, you almost feel like you take it personally. It's like he looked yeah. at you and was like, I could probably <laughs> skip in front of this guy. You yeah. Know? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it ain't cool. Um, yeah, I know. I wonder like what because um, it's almost like you got to nip that in the bud immediately or else like he's there's with with each like moment that goes on longer. He's got a better shot of just kind of absorbing into the line. Yes. But I like that, that like you kind of kept it going long enough. Cause like, even if you kicked him out of line, he could have gotten the back of the line and then maybe got an autograph. But if you, if, if he was strung along all the way to the end and then got to the front and then you were like, 
bro, you're you're not in line. Get out of here. Then he's like totally screwed. He com- he like went all in on like the cut, and then he didn't get the <laughs> cut. So that that would be kind of funny if that happened. Did um, I did I point him out to you? I don't think so. Okay, I think yeah, so. I kept I saw him around like the whole rest of the weekend. Um, oh, nice. I, I'm sure he'll be back next year. What little punk? I won't forget. I won't forget what he looks like. So I'll <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll 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 point him out to you next year. Very nice. Um, yeah. yeah. So so while you were having that uh, you know dalliance with that uh, with that interloper, um, I was down in the um, the first floor um, in the autograph lines, and so I guess now is a good time as any to just describe what the autograph line setup is like. So basically there's, there's um, I guess it's five stages, A, B, C, D, E, A, B, C, D, E, five stages. And um, each uh, stage, like there's like, there's a little, they are elevated. It's like a table and like, there's enough for two people to sit at. And um, there's, there's two like zigzag cues, like lines leading into it. And so the one line is like the, kind of the guaranteed line and then the line next to it is like the overflow line and so basically if you get into the guaranteed line they give you like a ticket and they pretty much say you're guaranteed to get an autograph um and then if you get in the once they get through that whole line then they start pulling from the overflow and then people they're like the ushers are like this is the overflow line just so you know no guarantees no guarantees but like in my experience they're able to get through like 90 percent of the time they've been able to get through uh, the the main line and the overflow line. So yep. we get down there. I'm I'm assessing the situation now. This is a secret signing. So there's five stages. They don't say who's signing at them at all. There's no one announced. You don't know until they come out. Basically, um, last year it was all prospects, and I was a little like I I asked around and that's what I found out. And I was a little like we we tried to like I said we tried to get them last year and the lines were already too long. So we like just it wasn't going to happen. So um, it was fine. Um, and it was fine that it was prospects because I had most of them anyway from like going to South Bend or whatnot. So we get down there and I'm kind of like just trying to assess the situation and figure out where I'm going to go. I went into like line E and like that line was like pretty long. And so I kind of like looked around at like what the shortest one may be. And as I'm deciding where to go, I run into Dennis. And uh, Dennis again has that look on his face, like this, like flabbergasted look on his face, like, like, oh, what the, hell? Oh, what the hell, man? I can't believe it, like, you know, like, and and so he's just he looks at me, he's flabbergasted, he's like, what the fuck, man? It's like this fucking thing, man. This fucking thing sucks, man. Like this, it sucks this year, and uh, and I'm like, yeah, man, it's kind of crazy, and like, and meanwhile, I'm not having nearly as bad a time as Den- Dennis, you is. know, um, and so I go like, um. He's like, well, I got a spot over there. He's like, what the, you know, they're telling me it's Dave Otto. He's like, Dave Otto. What the fuck, man? He's like, if it's Dave Otto, they're fucked up, man. And I'm like, I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's that's not right. Like, uh, Dave Otto. And it's like, and I go like, well, last year was prospects, though. And he's like, yeah, good ones. And uh, I'm like, yeah. He's like, you know, you had uh, Ed Howard and, and Casey and whatever. And like, I'm like, yeah, yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, we don't know who it is. I mean, I, I assumed it was going to be prospects again. And he's like, no, oh, man, this is, this fucking sucks, man. Fuck this. And like, he just like disappeared. And I'm like, eh, all right, whatever. And then I just got in a line and I waited in line for a while. And it turns out that they were fucking prospects again. And Dave Otto is nowhere to be seen. So yes. like. You know, I'm like, what, Dennis, like, what do you, um, what, like, what is his deal? Like, 
no one knew who their the signings were. Like I had a even when he said Dennis uh, their Dave Otto, I was like, I don't know, man. I mean, do we really know that it's Dave Otto? Like, yeah. And I was like, you know, I'm like, I was thinking about it. It's like I think we were discussing it afterwards. Like Dennis doesn't really have a sense of humor. Like I know he like yelled at and Alec Marsh that one time, and we all cracked up. But like, yeah. It's not like he's like cracking wise jokes, and like he he did he has cracked jokes before, but they're not they're not well crafted, clever joke. There's no turn of phrase, and no. I mean I guess there there was a turn of phrase, but it was not a uh, clever one. It was more of a barbaric one, um, and which which again you know there was a place for that as well, but it's like you'd like to see a little range, um, show right. show that you're capable of crafting a well tailored joke, and then make a really just crass. Uh, inappropriate one but um but so you know i don't know if dennis has a sense of humor i don't know if he can read sarcasm so like i think someone's i assume someone probably said like yeah watch it's gonna be dave otto and he heard that and he's like yeah yeah they're saying it's dave otto over there like so i don't fucking know what's, what's up with dennis i get in my line it ended up being brandon Birdsell, um you know fifth round pick of the cubs a couple years ago i actually didn't have him so i was happy to get him um the other lines were like were there were two guys though so it's funny out of the five lines, I got the one line with only one guy, but, um, you know, there was like, it was all prospects, Pablo Aliando, Moises Ballesteros, um, uh, Hayden McGarry. So like, yeah, there was a, you know, it was a whole list of different prospects. I don't know if Dennis stayed in line or left or whatever, but I came back to you and we, we talked about it and I was just like, what is up with Dennis, man? Like Dennis is just failing at this. He's like miserably, like he's having a horrible time. You know, I, I think one of the things, because I've been thinking about it, is uh, I, I, I have some insight from a story I, I, I realized I've only kind of told you half of. So it was during the Royals game, and it, you had broken off to, like, get somebody else. And, and uh, uh, Michael Garcia was, like, running by to do sprints, and Dennis, uh, Dennis screams at him. He goes, Michael, how you feeling, baby? And, like, my, you know, Michael Garcia just, you know, keeps going. And I, that's the part of the story I think I've told you. But, like, after that happened, Dennis sidled up to me and his Dennis soared away, and he goes, hey, you should call for him. I don't need him anymore on this trip. Um, and that's, like, that's Dennis in a nutshell. Like, he'll try to get – he'll try to do as little work as he possibly can to get mm-hmm. an autograph. Um, and sometimes he does that by asking you to call for the guys. He's done that for us before. But ultimately, like, Dennis doesn't really like to have to work to get autographs if he can help it. Um, and like the Cubs convention is work, man. Like yeah. you, you gotta, you gotta grind the whole weekend for, for autographs. And you also have yeah. to be patient too. You have to be there the whole weekend. And I, I don't think patience is one of Dennis's virtues. Like no. he doesn't even have the patience to say goodbye once they wrap up graphing at the, at the Cubs lot. Like he just leaves. Right. Right. So you really gotta be in it to win it at the Cubs convention. If you want to, if you want to score. And yeah. I, I just, I don't think that's Dennis's specialty. Yeah. No, nothing is really handed to you at the conventions. And the most like simple way that something is handed to you is that they schedule a time and all you have to do is show up there and and stand in line. But that is not a completely passive thing. You got to like wait in line and and be in it for the for the long haul and for the ride. And yeah, I mean, I just it almost seems like Dennis wants it handed to him on a silver platter a little bit. Yep. Um, And it's just not it's just not the way that it works. So, yeah, I mean, it's he's out of his element. That is not his, like, that is not where Dennis shines, this um, convention setup. Um, and, uh, 
I felt like we were running laps around the guy, basically. <laughs> yeah, for sure, man. Um, yeah, he. Uh, we didn't see him at all on Saturday either. I, I, I didn't see him. Did you see him on Saturday? No, right, no, because I didn't see him. In, I didn't confirm. I didn't have a confirmed sighting of him until Sunday. I think. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I don't we, even. I don't even know where he went. We like proposed that he was so fed up that he just didn't come back. And we were also speculating if he even had a ticket because it didn't seem like something that he would like pay. For I mean the the convention was like 150 bucks right? What no 135? Yeah, I think it was 125. Yeah. Okay, so that seemed like something that he wouldn't pay for. Um, but uh, yeah, he you know he um he had we what we did notice on Friday that he did have a lanyard, so he did actually pay. At least we assume he did. Um, and so maybe we either just didn't see him Saturday, or he just didn't come. But we did see him Sunday. So so yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know what it is. But, yeah, he, he seemed to be in a foul mood uh, all of Friday. Um, uh, yeah, unfortunately, I didn't, I didn't see him at all at the secret signings thing. The Fergie thing kind of sucked up, sucked up that whole hour for me. Um, but we, we eventually met back after you got um, Bird Cell and I got Fergie. We met back upstairs um, near the green room of the convention center. So there's, there's this green room uh, where all of the players and coaches and whatever, anybody who goes up on stage um, in the big hall we'll, we'll go back to, um, there's also a, and, and it's, it's guarded, it's guarded by, uh, you know, cub security guards and marquee guards and kind of whoever they, whoever they have to guard the place. Like, like the lay, the laymen cannot get in there. Um, but that's also an area you want to, you want to gravitate towards cause you know, there's going to be guys there. So the, the blue carpet is there. And so like they walk yes. out on the blue carpet before they go into the ballroom. That's where Taylor McGregor was like interviewing people. So it's right there, right outside of the ballroom, and um, yeah, the players go by, and there's a bunch of kids who like um, stand by there to get autographs. But like, yeah, even behind the scenes is like kind of like you can see some guys like milling about, basically. Yeah, and so eventually, after they they do this show called uh, Off the Mound with Ryan Dempster, and the show is like two hours long. It's a free. It's like a, a tell. It's like a telethon. Yeah. Um, and like whatever, so we were waiting for that to wrap up, and I mean, we made several comments like, "Jesus, I can't believe this is still going on." But anyway, uh, after a time, like all of the players just came out all at once, and they came out onto this blue <laughs> carpet to, uh, I think they, and then all went down the escalator because there's an escalator right there too, where you go down, and then eventually you can leave the hotel. So all of the players come out, and none of them stop. You know, everybody's like going nuts, calling for them. There's like a bunch of kids there. The only guy who stops is Patrick Wisdom. Um, and Patrick Wisdom just goes down the line and he signs for every single person who wants his autograph, including you, Jeremy. You, so you finally got Wisdom. Yes. Yeah, I got Wisdom. He It was awesome the way he did it because he, yeah, he did. He didn't like stop in one spot and go deep. He just went to his left. He just kept going to his left signing for everybody. Yep. I got to the, the I actually thought I was going to get boxed out because I don't know if you saw it, Jack, but I got to the red carpet and I was in this part that was exposed uh, to where there was no stanchion in front of me. And I'm an adult, so I didn't run out onto the fucking red carpet and, like, tackle wisdom. I stood there. But there were two Cubs um, security guards, including, um, I think one of the guys there was one of the guys we knew. I can't remember if it was the yep. guy who we kind of, like, saw more last year than this past year. Or it was Nicholas. I can't remember who it was. But they were kind of, like, blocking me. Um, but then when wisdom came by, they kind of like parted and like, let me get him and like, like let the people next to me get him. So yeah, it was cool. I got him. Um, and, uh, I kind of like, you know, fell back and then he kind of went 
kept going to his left, which led him to the escalator, and then finally, like, I think signed as he went down the escalator. Yeah, yeah, man. Um, so that was, that was cool to see him do that. Like, he totally didn't have to stop, but he's, he signed for everybody. It was just a decision he made, like, all right, fuck it. I'm going to sign for these for everybody. Um, yeah. It, it may be because he knows he doesn't have that much more time left in the big leagues, like only a couple of years, so he wants to wants to soak it up. I think he's like 32 this year, but um, whatever. You know, he gets he gets brownie points from I think from me and you there because he was a he was a pretty good guy about all of it. Um, there, there was well from me and you brownie points, but then also if I remember like right as we walked up there, there was some woman who's like Patrick, thank you so be for being so great. It's always signing for the kids, like, <laughs> and I was like, don't like I'm like. All right, lady, settle down. Number one, number two, it's like don't say for the kids because I'm here and like I want his autograph too. Um, right. So, uh, so yeah, like anyway, he 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 did sign for for everybody, and I I feel like I was maybe one of the first adults he signed for, and yeah. I almost felt like he kind of like stopped for a second, and then it was just like, well, no, let's just go for it. Like, but yeah. uh, but anyway, yeah, I got him, so that was cool. Yeah. Uh, so that that was neat. But anyway, that was pretty much the end of the players. But we wanted counsel. Um. And, you know, uh, uh, we wanted to catch him there because we knew that would, that would probably be our best chance of, of getting him. So we're like, okay, let's just wait here for, like, as long as it takes to get him, to get him, like, for him to come out. And we wanted to get him in such a spot uh, where, where there would be, not, as Anthony would say, there will be nothing he can do. You know, like, <laughs> and that's a fucked up thing to say, and we thought it was messed up at the time. But you really realize that sometimes for some guys, you have to get them in that type of scenario to just to just get their autograph. Um, so whatever. We waited for a long time, man. We waited for probably a good half hour after after you got wisdom. And we kept debating like, all right, man, should we give it like, you know, 10 more minutes? Like, let's just give it 10 more minutes. Um, eventually, uh, this is a, just a really small thing, but like. These three, these three women came out, um, and they didn't look like wives or girlfriends, um, but they were back. They were backstage, so you know whatever. They may have been you know baseball groupies or, or whatever, but they, they came out and they were with this really short, this really short guy who was like ta- who was like talking to them. And uh, you know, Jeremy, we don't have to share what you what you said about this guy, but it was just this more like your another example of your uncanny ability to like cut down another guy, um, <laughs> which we saw with the the micro guy a couple years ago at the White Sox game. But anyway, th- this guy was funny because he was talking to these women. He's like, "Yeah, all right, just you know, uh, Phoenix, Phoenix next month, it's gonna be crazy." So like, whoever the fuck this guy was, he's probably like gonna be like you know at Cubs spring training with these women. I don't know, whatever. It, the the whole scene was was just kind of funny, but you know th- those people got out of there, and so then uh, a little bit after that, again after some more debate from us about like, you know, should we stay? Um, should we should we go somewhere else? The Cubs coaches came out, yeah. and you know one of uh, one of the coaches, of course, still is Mike Napoli, um, and Na- Napoli was talking to uh, I think it was Dustin Kelly and like uh, a woman. Um, yeah. and so like the three of them are, are just talking in a group and we're like, holy shit, that's Napoli. Like, should we get him? Should we get him? And so we kind of like go up to him and it was, this might've been our finest hour of graphing. We got Napoli in the perfect moment when he disengaged from the conversation with the woman. Um, but before he had a chance to really make a beeline for the escalator. And so yeah. we, we got him. We're like, Hey Mike, you got time for one? He signed for us, man. Like, he, he tried to be fast about it. A, a couple more people caught him before he could get down the escalator. But he signed for us, 
And it was one of those moments where it was like, we got him, man. We fucking got him. Like we got Mike Napoli. Yeah. Yeah. That was a, <clears throat> that was a, a huge moment. And like, yes. yeah, just the, the timing of it was perfect. He kind of like, he even got like kind of called away or like he said something to maybe Dustin Kelly or something right as like we called for him and like he turned and he signed for us and we got him. It was, it was awesome. And like that moment probably should have been like enough. Uh, but I also, I, so like, yeah, I, yeah, it was just, it was awesome. Like it was a huge relief. Like it was like two plus years of trying to get Napoli. Yep. Um, I did make a beeline then for Dustin Kelly. Cause he got stopped by the, um, by the escalator. And I, I went and I got Dustin Kelly as well. Um, but, uh, but yeah, like it would, that was just like it, that moment. I don't know how long that whole moment was maybe like a minute and a half, two minutes, but we got Napoli. I got Dustin Kelly and then I got Tommy Hadovy. Yep. And then like, I came back to you and we were just like, Whoa, man, like Napoli, dude, that's crazy. Like, yeah, yeah, man. Um, so awesome. and that, that was another instance too of like, there'll be nothing he could do. Cause it's like, we, we got him and there was just like, there was nothing he could do, but sign for us. Um, yeah, I don't yeah, think we, we'd ever actually been that close to him either. No. Um, but yeah, he's impossible. He's impossible to get at, at Wrigley. Um, and like, yeah, we, we got him. So that was a, that I was not expecting to get him. And we're probably like, aside from the other people, other couple of people he signed for up there, we were probably like the only ones to get him the whole weekend. Right. Yeah. I don't even know if these guys stick around in town after Friday night. Cause a lot no. of them don't have anything else to do the rest of the weekend. No. Nope. Um, so, so yeah. Um, <clears throat> and, uh, yeah, I mean like, just there's not many opportunities to get to get him and um, no so that was very cool um i had been carrying around this dustin kelly minor league card for 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 months now because i got it towards the end of last season and uh, i kept seeing that guy who was like the chubbier version of dustin kelly who i thought might have been him i even called for him once and it wasn't him but uh, I came over and I Dustin Kelly was super cool. He saw the Rancho Cucamonga. It's a Rancho Cucamonga minor league card. He's like, oh, man, you got the Rancho Cucamonga card? And yeah. then, like, as he was saying it, he saw that I also had a custom card of him. And I kind of, like, left him speechless. And then he goes, what the heck is this card? And I'm like, oh, it's a custom, man. I, I, I had it made, made up for you. And uh, he's like, cool, man. And, like, he signed both of them. I almost think – I almost feel like I ruined – his like amazement at the Rancho Cucamonga card by having a <laughs> custom card, but he signed both of those for me, which is pretty cool. And then I had a custom card made of uh, Tommy Hadovy, and I got him to sign that real quick too. This is like the third time I've gotten Hadovy, yep. but um, I wanted to get him on the on you know in a Cubs uniform, so I got that as well. So um, that was pretty cool to like not only get Napoli but knock out like two custom cards that I had been uh, you know holding on to for a while. Um, and like I said, that all happened in like the span of like two minutes, and we almost left, but the the, the whole coaching staff came out, and it was it was just crazy, and it, I can't believe that we got that I got like all three of those guys too in that short amount of time. Like people stopped Dustin Kelly, and like he was signing like a bat and stuff. I guarantee you, I'm the only one who had a card of him. Yes, uh, and that whole weekend, and uh, so yeah, it was just it was awesome to to knock those guys out, man. Yeah, it was it was good, man. We waited we waited a little bit longer, but council never came out. Um, and I, I I think we said okay, like screw it. Um, let's just let's go downstairs. So yeah, we went we went downstairs. Um, they got um, you know, Harry Karaoke was uh was starting up in a little in a little bit. Like it it, it would start up before we left. Um, you know, there were certain people who were really impressed with that, which we can get to a little bit later. But um, 
we saw uh, Tim Stoddard in the in the in the lobby. So you made Stoddard, um, sort yeah. of like you made Dave Otto last year. Um, and we we went up to him and we asked him for an autograph, and he said, "I'll I'll be right back." And then uh, we're like, "Yeah, okay." So like he didn't sign for us. He goes over to like the seating area. He talks to somebody, and then like a couple people go up to him and like he signs for them. And we're like, "Well, like should we just go?" Okay, we should just go. So like we 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 went up to him again and like he sees us and he obviously remembers us from you know three minutes ago and he says i'll be right back and then he and then he like walks toward the bar area which is just like mobbed with people yeah um and we did we didn't see him again and i think we were like all right i don't want to you know we don't want to fucking ask him a third time so yeah yeah it was weird he totally was not gonna sign for us yeah, it was weird. Yeah, he was clearly trying to get across the room and like kept getting stopped. And yet we were the only ones who he's, he we were the ones where he like decided to cut it off. Yes. Uh, which is kind of a bummer. Um, he was doing he had a planned signing on Sunday. So like it wasn't the end of the world. Plus, I got him last year. So like it wasn't the end of the world, but he was right there. Um, and, you know, we could have again knock off who you can can get when you get who you can get when you can get him. So like, um it would have been nice to knock him off, but, um, you know, he disappeared. We also had an Uber coming for us. Uh, we, we like decided to, to do, to do an Uber. I know last episode I talked about, um, getting a hotel room. Um, and, uh, yeah, um, we ended up doing like an Uber. And so that the Uber like showed up like 15 minutes early, which was weird. Um, so we just decided to call it a night. It's, it's tough to, to, to peel yourself away from that thing because, there's so much going on and like, you know, you never know what's going to pop up. Um, you know, we could have seen the, the Peoria Mope shirtless on top of the piano or something <laughs> like you never know what's going to happen. Wayne Messmer was just hanging out. He was Wayne Messmer was just sitting on a couch with another guy. It looked like a frat party. Like he was just kind of like sitting on the couch, like just like leaned all like leaned all the way back, like just like exhausted, just just like chilling next yep. to some guy, like some like 20 year old dude who like they weren't even talking. He was he was just he was just like posted up in in the in the lobby. And, uh, you know, like it was just that's just kind of stuff that you see down there. But we had to get back because we had another really long day ahead of us. So yes. it was pretty crazy. Um, so. So, yeah, we got the Uber and then we uh, got the heck out of there. Yeah, we sure did. Um, and I think um, in our next episode, we uh, we can recap uh, Saturday and Sunday. I think we should be able to get both of those in one episode. What do you think? Yeah, I think so, too. Uh, yeah, this uh, Friday, there was a lot going on Friday and um, even more on Saturday. So um, we will do that next time. Yeah, tune in. So for Rain Delay Theater, I'm Jeremy Dionisio. I'm Jack Swakowski. We'll see you next time. <laughs>